I didn't know I was me. First of all, renewing your mind with the Word of God transforms you. And that means you undergo radical changes. It's like going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. From one year to the next, you can go back and barely recognize that you are the same person you were a year ago. With each passing year of walking with the Lord and washing your mind with his word, you find that understanding of who you are in him, your faith in him, and your confidence in doing what he's called you to do. All these things are growing deeper and more powerful in your life. More and more, God's word reveals his will for you. He wants you to be happy and full of joy. He wants you to prosper and to walk in health. He, he, he wants your marriage to be great and all your children to be saved. That is why he exhorts you again and again in his word to practice the law of meditation because renewing your mind with his truth is the key to receiving everything he wants to give you. See, he is the good shepherd and you are his beloved sheep. Look at John 14 and 6. It says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We as Christians have talked about the fact that Jesus is the truth, the living word. Jesus epitomizes and is the essence and substance of truth. When we read, study, and meditate the Word of God, we are literally partaking of Jesus, the truth, and becoming like Him. Remember, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And a couple of verses later, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus Christ. The Word of God became flesh. So the more you read the Word of God the more you understand God, the more you understand Jesus, the more you fellowship with Jesus. You know how somebody can call you and try to play a prank on you and you can know who their voice is because you're like, man, stop playing on the phone. And first, you couldn't tell people's voices with these masks on because their voice sounded a little different, but now you're going to get used to that too. Come on. Now you can tell somebody's face even with just their eyes now because you see them with the mask so much. And you, you don't be doing no robberies these days. They know who you are now. <laughs> the mask ain't doing you no good because now people can recognize it because they've seen you. And you can recognize the voice of Jesus. You can recognize when he's speaking to you because the more you read the word, the more you are fellowshipping with him. Come on, somebody. We as Christians have talked about it, but, 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 but have, we, have, we, have we really walked in the fact that Jesus is the truth, the living word? Did we understand that? Look at this. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Woo. You know what this verse is really telling us? It's telling us that we can also wrongly divide it. See, see, the Apostle Paul is letting us know there is a right and a wrong way to study our Bible. I almost felt like Keith Sweat. There's a right and a wrong way to study your Bible. But anyway, we can take the Word of God out of context just by reading a couple of verses, making assumptions, and not reading and studying those verses in context of the whole chapter in the book. The next thing we know uh, we know we have an interpretation of scripture we've never heard and think we're doing so think we're so smart do you know what that's what the devil wants you to do he wants you to just isogeet the text and make it think what you want to think see the devil cannot do anything in your life unless he can pull you away from the word of God or get you to distort it and pervert it 
He will lie to you, deceive you, distract you, tempt you, and seduce you to steal the word from your heart and keep your mind from being renewed. He will introduce uh, uh, all kinds of lies and deceptions to get you into error in the word. From the very beginning of the church, his main strategy was to divide us by doctrine, error, and conflict. And he does that the same way he did Adam and Eve. See, he told them there was more to life than what God offered. His strategy today is the same it was as has always been. He first gets God's leaders all stirred up, people like me, looking for a new revelation. He convinces them that the simple truths of God's word are boring. To be a true scholar, they should look for something complicated and intellectual. When they start fishing for something new and different, the enemy is right there to accommodate them. Unfortunately, ministers are often snared by trying to find a revelation or teaching that no one has ever preached before. There is nothing new under the sun. Ministers who seek out new and different revelation from the Bible are usually looking to promote themselves. Deep inside, they are not interested in God's truth transforming his people. They are interested in becoming well-known and financially successful. See, there's nothing new about this problem either. It was just as big a problem in the Old Testament as it has been under the New Covenant. Look at Jeremiah 23, 13 uh, through 16. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal, some say Baal, and caused my people Israel to err. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof of Gomorrah. Yeah, I know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem, is profaneness gone forth into all the land? Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. These prophets were speaking lies that the people wanted to hear so that they could continue sinning against the Lord. They were also speaking their personal opinions and visions instead of giving the people the word of the Lord. They did not love God or his people. They just wanted to promote themselves and develop a following. They simply wanted to grow a big church, however or what, by any means necessary. See, in verse 15, wormwood was an interesting substance, Brother E. It, it, it actually caused hallucinations. So these leaders were actually spreading their own hallucinations and vain imaginations to those they led. They got into their own heads instead of rightly dividing the word of truth. Therefore, they were spiritually blind and their teaching caused their followers to be spiritually blind. See, when Jesus came on the scene, the situation was uh, much the same. Many of the Jewish leaders were concerned only with themselves and had no love or care for God or his people. He called them blind guides in both Matthew 23, 16 and 24. He also called them blind leaders of the blind. Look at Matthew 15, 12 through 14. It says, then came his disciples and said unto him, knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? 
But the incident said, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. See, Jesus said the ones who should be able to see who are in the front are leading others who can't see. And the ones they are leading are counting on them to see. But they can't see. So everyone is headed for destruction and no one knows it. When Jesus said that the leaders were leading the people into a ditch, he wasn't talking about a hole on the side of the wall, on the side of the road. He was talking about eternal damnation. These blind leaders were leading people straight to hell. That's why it says, be careful of those who become teachers and preachers. I didn't want to preach. God called me a whole bunch of times before I answered because James tells me that I'll be judged more harsh than you. If I lead you wrong, I'm going to a hotter place in hell. And being outside in the driving, let me know I don't want to go there. I think I knew a little bit before that. But <laughs> Jesus was referring to spiritual blindness, which comes by not knowing and believing the truth of God's word. You cannot receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that Satan, the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Only God's word can open your eyes to see that Jesus is Lord and Savior. See, we discussed this before, uh, the fact that we see with our minds. And it is our minds that Satan blinds with deception and lies. After we're born again, he works in the same way. We may profess Jesus as Lord and Savior, but if we do not rightly divide the word of God, the enemy can continue to deceive us and distract us away from the truth just as he did Eve in the garden. When we do not know that God, what God's word really says and follow it, we are blind and cannot see where we are. See, you know the amazing thing is we don't know our weapon. You know, if you're in the army, if you're in the armed forces, they teach you how to take your gun apart. And when you're looking at it, they teach you how to take your gun apart and put it back together. In the darkness, they teach you how to do it with your blindfold. Why? They say you got to know your weapon. You got to know how to put it together in the rain and in the storm. You got to know how to put it together in the foxhole. You got to know how to put it together even if it dropped and fell apart. They'll make you look for it in the middle of the night and know your weapon and how to put it together and use it. The problem with the word, the problem with Christian is we don't know our weapon. We don't know the word of God. That's why we walk in bondage because we don't know our weapon. The Islamic people and the Muslims and, and the Jewish folk know the word more than Christians know the word. A Buddhist and everybody study the Bible and we don't even know how to, how to, how to debate with somebody in the barbershop because they looking on Google and reading the Bible more than we are. You better know your weapon. We must know and believe and live in God's rightly divided truth in order to see clearly truth is simply defined by God as his rightly divided word. But if you don't read it, how you going to know? Oh, the spirit going to bring to my remembrance. Well, the spirit can't bring nothing to your remembrance if you ain't read nothing. Stop. That's why we get led astray with these strange revelations. Look at Hebrews 4.12 and see I'm going somewhere. That's why I'm making sure I read it scripture by scripture because when I get to this one part, I need you to understand that this power that I need you to walk in. Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful. 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It will pierce through your soul and spirit and reveal what your true motives are in any given situation. Can you see why pastors, teachers, and prophets who are only interested in promoting themselves would not want to submit themselves to the truth of God's word? If they did, they would have to deal with their own evil intentions and motives. See, the Pharisees wanted to build their own personal kingdoms. They weren't building the kingdom of God for God or looking for his king because they wanted to be their own king. When the king of truth came and stood right in front of them doing miracles and teaching with God's authority and power, they could not receive him. His very presence was the light that was exposing the darkness of their hearts. Eventually, they had to kill him because people were following him instead of them. Do you understand this, Sister Cat, that they understood who Jesus was? If you read in John, when they went and got Jesus out of the garden to take him to the cross, they bowed down and worshiped him. They saw Peter cut off the ear of the soldier, and they saw Jesus put the ear back on, yet they still took him to the cross. They knew who he was. Nicodemus, we call him Nick at night, went to Jesus in the dark and said, we know who you are. How do you be born again? But because they were so greedy for power they killed Jesus himself can I talk to some real preacher can I talk to some real pastor can I talk to some real prophet yes they're going to try to kill you they killed Jesus if they killed Jesus because he told the truth of course they coming for you all I'm saying I, I, Lecrae said, when you start doing that and bringing the truth, you better have a life wrap. Have your life together. You know what I'm saying? I had to go through my little deliverance before I started preaching all this stuff. You know, <laughs> come on, somebody, because the devil coming for you. If he sent Jesus to the cross, you think he ain't trying to send you? See, y'all don't understand. They wanted to build their own kingdom. They killed Jesus even though they knew who he was. The motives of those Pharisees was not to feed the sheep. Their motive was to build something big for themselves. But Jesus was the truth and the living word. He knew it wasn't about making followers. It was about raising up kings and priests to God. God is about making leaders. That's why when some people try to make me, oh, do this and make this and make this so creative. I ain't trying to do all these different things on Instagram. I just want to put the word out there because I need you to hear the word. I want you to follow me, but if you don't, I don't really mind because all I want to do is make sure the word of God gets to the people. Yes, the church will grow as you begin to grow people. Yes, the church will grow as you begin to evangelize, but that should not be your motive. Your motive should be improving in your teaching, improving in your speaking, and as you begin to grow, you can grow other people and bring them out of the darkness and lead them into the marvelous life. Stop trying to build a kingdom unto yourself and build it for God. Stop building it in vain. See, see, Let me look at this. Let me, let me show you this something. Matthew 15, 13. 
But he answered and said, every plant which, may, which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. In case you're worried about people, leaders of the church, false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing. If you're worried about that, don't, don't worry because God's going to handle that. He said, I'll pull them up by the root. That's why David, even though Saul was trying to kill him, he said he's not going to put his hand on the king because he understood, touch my, not my anointed. Don't judge them or you'll become just like them. Come on, somebody. You got to understand God would deal with us. I'm going to stop saying them. If I'm a false prophet, God will deal with me. Do I want to say that? No, I don't. But the thing about it is, you got to understand, if I'm leading you the wrong way, God's going to deal with me. If I ask you to do something and you will follow it in the church, do it. If it ain't unethical, because at the end of the day, it's my fault if something goes wrong and I didn't hear God. But if you don't do what it is the man of God or woman of God telling you to do, it's on you. Now, if I'm asking you to do something unethical, that's obvious. But you can't see Everything I see, if you could see everything I could see, it wouldn't be no need for me. You feel me? But what I'm telling you is, if I'm leading you the wrong way, God got a hotter place in hell for me. And preacher, since you're listening, he got a hotter place in hell for you too. <laughs> see? Don't worry about it, but don't judge them. Judge not so ye not be judged. Pray for them. Pray for us. Pray that God leads us the right way. Pray that God deals with us. Pray that God deals with our sinful nature. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all mess up. But the thing about it is there's no excuse for teaching anybody wrong teaching when the Bible is right here. It's like a fill in the blank. Question, and he give you the answer. He said, I put before you blessings and curses. Choose blessings. He told you the answer. I don't know why so many people, and I'm going to teach on Revelation one of, these, one of these days coming on up. Probably if I don't do it by December, I'll do it in the beginning of the year. Because so many people say it's so hard to interpret Revelation. But Revelation give you the answers. He tell you what the white horse is. He tell you what the black horse is. He tell you what, who, who is, that is Jesus with the sword coming out of his mouth. He tells you what it is, but we always talk about how it's hard to interpret when he give us the interpretation. See, woo, there's so many areas in the Bible that we argue over. Ooh, but ain't none of them more controversial, Sister Jennifer, than the one when he says his people to prosper in health. Woo, as your soul prosper. Everybody talk about that. When you start talking about you're supposed to be prosperous and in good health, every go, everybody go crazy. And anybody that preaches this, people get mad about it. They get mad. Because those who are not walking in prosperity get jealous and mad, even the saints and the people of the world hate us anyway. Why that preacher make that? Well, people don't know. I took a pay cut to come here. Come on, somebody. You don't know what people are doing. You don't know what people have given up to do what God wants them to do. But he promised he will make you prosperous. And in what? Good health. The problem is we walk ignorant in the word and get mad if somebody else walking in it. 
I don't get jealous if I see the Joneses with more stuff than me. I just say, Lord, I want the favor they got. In fact, give me a double portion of their favor. In fact, give me my own favor. I ain't got to be their favor. It's enough favor out here for everybody because God said he wish above all things that I be prosperous and in good health. And Lord and behold, if he told me he came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly, I'm ready to walk in it. I don't want to be broke. You know what they say, never say never. I ain't never going to be broke. I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it again. I done been broke before. <laughs> but I ain't going back. John 10, 31 through 35 says, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shewed thee. You know, say shewed because we're in King James. You from my father, for which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered them, saying, For a good work we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, this is what you're going to get tripped up, Baptist. Now, I need you to know, you know what? I ain't going to speak that much. I know you're going to get it. You're going to get it because I'm teaching it. It is not written in your law. He said, is it not written in your law? I said, this Jesus. Ye are gods. You better write that down. I'm in John 10, 34. 10, 10, uh, 10, yeah, 10, 34. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. He said, ain't it written that you gods, little G, and you ain't the big G, but you a little G God. That's why I know, I know black people. Can I talk to my black people for a while? White people keep listening. But at the end of the day, I know we get treated wrong. I know the police kill us. I know we go through brutality. But when you begin to realize that you are a child of God and not only a child of God, Jesus said that you are a God. You better walk in your power and say, I don't care how much stuff going on. I shall walk in liberty. I shall walk in my power. Ain't nobody going to have their knee on my neck because I'm a little G God. And I'm going to keep backing up with scripture. Don't leave. Don't leave. I saw you hitting the button. I felt you. But Jesus didn't pull a rabbit out of a hat when he said, ye are gods. He went back to the Old Testament and quoted it. He quoted a verse that every one of the Jewish leadership had read before time and time again in the synagogue and in the temple. But as many folks will do, they only accepted and received what fit into their comfort zone. See, until you learn how to move out your comfort zone, you will never be able to move with Jesus or God because God will break that comfort zone up. Mm -hmm. Remember, comfort zone, it closed. It went out of business. You better call it out of your comfort zone and reopen it again. But your comfort zone, <laughs> that's straight shade. I'm sorry. Let me get out of here. They took a little bit of this <laughs> and went take that. They refused to submit themselves to the whole counsel of God. This particular verse, which says the saints are gods, is one of those controversial issues that few preachers and teachers touch. It is because they have been so programmed to believe what the word doesn't say that they just can't believe what it really does say. The world and certain denominations are caught up in false humility, which has deceived many, many saints into having a wrong image of who they are in Christ. 
Don't worry, I'm going to get to the verse. I'm just building it up. I know they're like, will you tell us the verse, Negro? Too many believers have been taught that God and Jesus are way in heaven and Christians are way down here in this old, dirty world. Saints aren't really saints. They are filthy, unworthy worms in the sight of Almighty God. They are sinners saved by grace. And what they really mean when they say this is that the blood of Jesus barely allowed them to slip into heaven when they die. But that's not what the Bible says. Look at Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we are dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where you sitting? In heavenly places. You sitting in heavenly places. You right here. But your spirit is in heavenly places. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all don't hear me. In Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus. How many riches? Exceedingly riches of his what? Grace. Not barely grace. Believe me, I'm, I'm getting to the Old Testament verse I'm talking about. I ain't got there. I'm getting there. When we were saved, God raised us to sit at his right hand with Jesus. Positionally, we are sitting in heaven with him. We are on the same level as God. I ain't blasphemy. I'm, I'm getting there. Jesus also pointed out the fact that the Old Testament God, the Old Testament God, called in the Old Testament, God called us God. Look at Psalm 82, 6. I have said ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Psalm 82, 6. Read it, King James. I have said what? Ye are what? Gods. It's a little g. See, God called us gods because we were created in his likeness, in his class. He's not intimidated or scared to call us God because he knows we aren't ever going to be him. He's the most high with a capital H. We just high, little h. We are his children under his authority, living the high life in him, the abundant life, the blessed life. That's why people might think I'm arrogant because I understand I never lose the war when the Satan is dealing with me. I don't care how many demons in hell comes against me. I know my father has my back and I know I'm a little G God. And the same way God spoke the word into existence, I can speak life with my mouth. I can speak to that mountain and it shall be moved because I'm made in his image and his likeness. Devil programs people to stay away from this truth because it deals with the revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. See, Satan knows the truth will transform our image of who we are in relationship to our God and Father. And we will get, and when we get it right, the enemy loses most of his ability to deceive us and tempt us. Knowing the truth makes us free. We can sit in heaven, speak out our Father's word, and will it in earth. Thou will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You got to learn how to speak the will of God and call those things. That be not as though they were. Do you know how powerful your mouth is? 
Have you ever said, you know what, I ain't talked to so-and-so in a long time, and they call you? That ain't no coincidence. That's the power of your tongue. You are a righteous man and woman of God. You are made in God's image, and you have the same creative power he has. When you know and rightly divide the truth that you are a little God under the most high God, you no longer need a false humility. See, we, fought, we walk in false humility because, see, we think humble means, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I'm so sorry that I'm... No, humble means to be totally submitted to God. That's what humble means in the Greek. You are submitted to God. See, that's why... See, now you see why I said, I didn't know I was me. You need to look at yourself. You are a God. God has made you in his image. And when you finally know who you are, the devil can't deceive you. He can't defeat you. He won't make you ashamed of being black, white, fat, skinny, or whatever you look like like because you understand that I am a glorious creation of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I thought I was going to sit here and talk, got the stool and everything. Whoo, knowing the truth makes you free. Speak it. When you know, when you know it, you understand that you got authority in his name. You understand that you can take back every dime the devil stole from you. When the greatest physician in the hospital say, I'm sorry, nothing can be done for them, you can say, hold on, let me pray the prayer of faith, and they'll recover. You can solve every problem in your marriage and in your children's lives, and you can lead people to the Lord and get them set free too. See, your problem is no longer lack of education or money. Your neighborhood where you come from, your skin color, your personality, well, some of y'all kind of crazy, get that right, or your boss. See, now your only problem is the lack of truth, ignorance of the truth that will make, uh, uh, ignorance of the truth that will make you free. And you can get the truth you need by rightly dividing the word of God, believing it and living it. You powerful. You a little G God and you worried about Satan? Huh? You a little G God and you worried about gas prices? You a little G God, go vote, but you worried about Trump? I ain't worried about nothing. I want another president, but if he's still the president, I'm still going to walk in prosperity, and you will too. You still shall walk in victory because no man or woman has authority over you. Uh, Y'all don't hear me? See, 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 God raises up to sit with Jesus in heaven. But we are not just to sit. He has stuff for us to do, you know. And I understand what God is saying because some folk got jobs and just sit. Go back to Psalm 82. Listen, let, me, let, me go, let me go back to Psalm 82 and just read the whole thing. Psalm 82, 1 through 6. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked, Selah. 
Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. Being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ also means doing the works of Jesus. See, our Father, you know, he's sitting in heaven saying, how long are you going to sit there and just watch all these wicked movies on television and over the Internet? What you going to do about these young kids shooting each other? How come it's five churches on one block and crime still running rampant? How come churches all over the city and people still hungry? Hmm? <clears throat> what you going to do about the poor and the sick? How long has it been since you shared the gospel with someone? There are people all around you dying and going to hell. Are you just going to sit there and walk by? That's what he's saying. God has the right to ask us that because he created us as gods and gave us dominion over the earth. Read the verse. Because some folks struggling with this. He's blaspheming. That's the same thing they said with Jesus. They took him to the cross. I'm so glad he died for me because I ain't going. Lay your hands on me. I got a little friend I carry. <laughs> we are the rulers of this entire planet. The planet was made to obey the sons and daughters of the Most High. Whoo, this getting me hype. I'm almost done. Psalms uh, 115, 15 through 16 says, Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. He said he got the heavens. He gave you the earth for you to subdue it. See, the enemies don't want the shepherds to teach this because not only will you be transformed, you will start transforming the whole planet. See, Satan would be completely locked out if we walk in our authority. If we don't know who we are, we are subject to act like anybody. On the other hand, if we understand who we are in Christ Jesus, then we are going to act like Jesus. See, you know why that girl a prostitute? She don't know who she is. She thinks that's the only way she can make money. That's why. You know why the man out there trying to be a player and a pimp? Because he don't know who he is. When you really begin to know who you are, you will start walking like Jesus because you will have your own, your self-esteem shall be defined by him and not the state that you're in right now. Because even if you're broke right now, you understand that you serve an abundant God and this is just a part of your journey. And before you go on to heaven, you're going to have the abundant life that God has promised you. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? When you know who Jesus is and who you are in Jesus, you will walk right because you know who you are and you won't be defined by the standards of the world. It took me a long time to renew my mind 
Rightly dividing the words, I, I used to want to be Superman and, and Batman, and, and I used to want to be Spider-Man, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I used to want to be other type people. You used to want to be like Michael Jackson. He, 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 want to do all those different things. But when I began to understand who I was in Christ, no longer did I care about trying to be like Michael Jordan. I didn't need to be like Mike. I'm going to be like Willard Maxwell Jr. You got to understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and God made you with a purpose. Stop trying to be somebody else. Oh, yeah, I'm glad that I understand I'm an heir. I'm a child of God. I got to be a good shepherd. We, see, we got to learn how to teach the whole counsel of God. Do you know that you sit in the heavens? Do you know God? See, people, that's why it's hard to work with me. See, if you work with me with real estate, I operate in one way. But when I'm operating in the church, I operate a different way. In real estate, it's a natural thing going on. And, and sometimes it's spiritual when God downloads himself. But when I'm walking in the spirit, what I do, I don't even know why I'm doing it. Why? Because I'm sitting in the heavens getting my instructions from God. And God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts I need you to just walk with me and when you start walking with God you don't even understand why you're doing it you know why you're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight because when you walk by faith the devil can't play with your mind remember we talked about it early in the sermon that the devil plays with your mind well he can't play with your mind when you're walking in faith because you don't even know why you're walking yourself when you start getting linked up with God the devil can't mess with your mind because you're walking in the heavens and your spirit is leading you you're ordered in the word of God and not with your own vain thoughts oh y'all don't hear what I'm saying I'm trying to get you to understand in a pandemic, we're about to buy another building. In the pandemic, we're about to expand the ministry. In a pandemic, God said, take over the land in the midst of a pandemic. Some people are struggling, but God told me he's going to be raising us an entrepreneur. Even folk that walked away from the church, still they got the remnants of newbies grove on them, and they're still walking prosperity because they learned something in the house. In the pandemic, God said, raise up Maxwell Realty here. Wouldn't let me do my real estate company a whole eight, nine years. Let me just have the one in Atlanta and in the midst of a pandemic, build it up. God will take you to do some crazy things because there's a ship going on. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. There's about to be a ship in your life and you better be in position to get it. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? They're giving business loans and forgiving them to... Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? See, see, black people, can I talk to you for a while? I'm not trying to say that it's a good thing that happened, but if somebody had somebody knee on their neck, the world see how the people been treating you. You better get your stuff while it's hot. You better understand, sometimes you got to go down and some people are sacrificed for the will of a, of a God, for the people. Sometimes there has to be death for life to come. And why you looking like you going down? God is really planning you to raise you up. Oh, you better watch out right now. I'm talking to some mighty men and women of God. I don't care what color you are, but I'm especially talking to some Negroes right now. You better stop walking around here with your head down, acting like somebody is better than you. Stop trying to get permission from other people to let you understand that black lives matter. If black lives have been mattering, just because white folk is sitting there right now, now you want to say it with pride. You should have been saying it. James already told you you're black and you're beautiful. 
I'm preaching to everybody, but I had to lift my people up because sometimes because you keep getting disrespected, you think God ain't with you. But you got to understand when you go through adversity, it's just a part of the journey. God said, don't you count it crazy. Don't you think it odd when you get all these diamond temptations, when people try to take you out and bring you down. You're a king and a queen. You are a god. That's why Satan coming at you. I got to be ready to preach at 11 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> when you write divide the word of God, we can see this and God can raise up a people who can reach the world. Look at Galatians 4, 1 through 9. It says, this sum up everything. This, this, I'm almost done for real, Brother Stephan, I promise you. <laughs> Now I say, uh, Galatians 4, 1 through 9 says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child or she is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he or she be Lord of all. Even though you are God and you don't know it. You've seen the movies when the person looked like a little punk, and then they finally realize who they are and they walk in power because they really was the king the whole movie. And you know what I'm saying? And you've been a king the whole movie. You've been a king your whole life. You've been a queen your whole life. You've been a little G God your whole life. But because you didn't know it, Satan was beating you up. See, see let me read this verse again and I'm, I'm going to break it down with this. Now I say that the heir, as long as he or she is a child, differs nothing from a servant though he be Lord of all. So even though you Lord of all, if you're a child in your mind, if you immature, and you don't understand that God wants you to have an abundant life, whoo, if you don't understand that, you won't walk in your power and your inheritance because you're a child in your mind, even though God has laid up riches for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do it. But, but, let's keep it reading. But, sometimes it's good to have but. It's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, even so we, when we are children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when ye knew, I think I'm echoing a lot, God, he did service unto them which by the nature are no gods. But now after ye have known God, or rather are known of God, now turn ye again to the weak and uh, uh, bigly elements whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage. Look, in verse 8, the Bible says that before you were born again, did service unto them which by nature are no gods. Basically, you didn't let 
unbelievers rule you. You, you didn't let folk that don't even know God rule over you because you weren't walking in the fullness of the power. Huh? You, 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 y'all hear what I'm saying? You, you, you let them rule over you. Can I tell you, the reason why the government tried the church is to see if the church was going to walk in authority or not. I'm going to make you do this because they want to know, are you going to walk in your authority? Are you sons? Are you little G gods or not? Then in verse 9 it says, but now you are not a servant. You are a son or a daughter of the living God. So why do you continue to live like you weak and a nobody in bondage? I almost wore my I can't breathe shirt, but I ain't want people not to hear me. Because some people can't hear you when you got it on. So I want everybody to hear me. But I understand this. Why we still acting like we can't breathe if you a son or daughter of the most high God? I ain't walking around here worried about stuff no more. Oh, come on, somebody. I, 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 can you walk in the authority God has told you to walk in? You are a little G God, so why in the world are you walking in servitude? Who we are in Christ Jesus is just one of the many issues that can get distorted and perverted by teachers who don't rightly divide God's word and teach the whole counsel of God. They don't study. They don't look up the Greek and the Hebrew. I remember some lady was telling me something. Uh, oh, I think I unfriended them. But, but they was <laughs> telling me something about something I was teaching that wasn't right. But I'm like, I'm looking in the Hebrew and the Greek, and this is the context of this. That's why I'm teaching that. And I'm like, why am I casting my pearl to the swine? Why am I arguing back and forth and debating with somebody who I know ain't read nothing in the Greek or the Hebrew and just sit up there and read? Now, you ain't got to do all that. You should, but it's my job to make sure I go into the Greek and the Hebrew because you understand there's more Greek and Hebrew words than American, than English words because the English language, you got heard, heard, and heard. Come on, somebody. All these herds, I heard this, and I heard of the sheep. We got one word to do all these different things. I know it's different spelling, but even with prosperity, we got prosperity. It means one thing, but in certain contexts, in the Greek, it means lacking nothing. It means lacking nothing in your health, lacking nothing in your finances, lacking nothing in your emotions, lacking nothing in your career. You lack nothing anyway. You prosper in every area of your life. And you have to know what context you're reading it in. See, they don't consider who's speaking to who. That's why they be kicking women out of the church in the pulpit. Paul was fussing at certain churches, but he had other women as apostles in certain places. And sometimes he spoke to the Corinthian church and told the women to sit down because they was up there like Cardi B. Cardi B don't get me. I just use you for an example. I don't want you to get me like you got the center of the chick. I'm just playing. I just, you know, it was a close thing in my mind. Don't, don't, you know, shit gets you on the internet. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. That's why he told them to sit down in that context, in that church. You got to understand what context he's speaking. The prostitute was coming and dancing in front of that church. So he said, just sit down, sit everybody. You know how you go to the extreme? When, when, you, when you know something ain't going to be right, you just go to the extreme so it'll just be where you need it to be because you done tried to give them a little leeway. Oh, oh y'all, just sit down. Anyway, let me get out of here. We're ready to go. It, it, it's... 
And most important, you got to understand preachers, young preachers. I'm still a young preacher, middle school. I ain't old school yet. But, but you got to learn. Sometimes I call other preachers and be like, well, what is this text saying? Sometimes Reverend Walner call me. Sometimes Brother E will call me. Minister E will call me. And sometimes I call somebody else. I might call Dr. Durley. I might call Bishop Smith. I might call uh, somebody. And, and, and then I learn how to do it. You got to be humble enough to understand that you don't know everything. And you want to make sure before you get in this pulpit that you rightly divided the word of truth so you can set people free so they can know who they are. So they can be set free. See, when you meditate on God's word, study it first. Put yourself under the guidance and leadership of a pastor or a teacher, somebody who's going to write and divide the word of truth. I know we're talking about deliverance, but the only way you can really walk in your deliverance is to know the word of God. You have to know the word of God to walk in deliverance and keep deliverance. Because if you know the word of God, the devil can't snuff you out. If Eve would have followed the instructions that God gave, when he said, he said you couldn't eat of the tree, none of the tree. And see, she said, yeah, we, he said we can. And so, 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 so Satan twisted the word. He went and said, God said you couldn't eat of none of them. So then it left gray area in her mind. But God didn't say you couldn't eat of any of them. He said, don't eat of this one. But because she didn't really understand exactly what God had said, he was able to lead her astray. I want us to go to the next level. I want you to know who you are. I didn't know I was me, myself. But when I discover who I really am, I'm walking in this power. I'm walking in this liberty. I'm walking in this deliverance. I need you to know who you are. I need you to know that you're a child of God, that you're a king and a queen, that you're a little G God. If you don't understand what I'm saying, get a copy of the CD or the DVD and listen to it over and over again and make sure you reference those scriptures because Jesus said it and they got mad. Jesus said, did I not tell you that you are little gods? Did I not tell you that you have authority and dominion? Did I not tell you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Did I not tell you that I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly? Did I not tell you that you shall be in freedom? Did I not tell you that you're supposed to be the head and not the tail? above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. Did I not tell you that if I began a good work in you, I shall finish it? Did I tell you I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end? Did I tell you that you were made in my image and you can tread on serpent? Did I tell you that you have power and life and death in your tongue and when you speak, those things will come to pass? Did I tell you to speak those things that be not as though they were because when you speak it, it'll happen? Then I tell you to pray that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven because with your mouth it shall become manifest. Black people, white people, poor people, rich people, I need you to walk in the authority God gave you. America can't keep their knee on your neck if you're walking in your liberty. Oh, some might die. I'm not going to say it. But I need you to stop walking in boldness. You know what the problem is? Satan trying to keep 
to pull people down and they're trying to send a message to you to let you know that you will never be liberated. But the devil is a lie. The devil trying to make you go back to the 60s or when you were sitting there on the back of the bus. The devil trying to make you feel like you're subservient and they try to remind you every day. That's why they got. See, that, those things are spiritual. Those, 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 those monuments, those racist monuments were put there to make sure the white people were happy that that lost the war and to make sure you knew boys stay in your place. They are demonic and they try to make sure they send you a sign to stay in your place. But I'm here to tell you right now, I ain't staying in no place but in the high council of God because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm going to walk in my blessings. I'm going to walk in my healing. I'm going to walk in my power. I'm going to walk in my liberty. I'm going to walk in my prosperity. I'm going to walk in my victory. You ain't going to have your knee on my neck. I am a child of God. I am a little G God. And what I speak shall happen. I'm speaking right now. Blessings and not curses. Prosperity and not poverty. Healing and not sickness. Freedom and not bondage. Liberty and not confusion. I speak peace into my people. Oh, I ain't scared. Walk in your liberty. Walk in your power. Is there one that want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is there one that want to walk in his authority? It might be some people out there who are already saved, but you want to walk in that authority. Tell God right now, look at yourself in your own mirror. I know you can't turn to your neighbor, ain't no neighbor there. But look and say, God, I didn't know I was me. And I'm sorry for not walking in the power that you've ordained me to walk in. I don't want the angels complaining about me. Like they complained in Hebrews chapter 4, what is man that you're mindful of them? You made everything to be subject under their feet, yet they don't walk in the power you gave them. You are a true king of God. Stop being a child and, and take your inheritance. Some of us, 80 years old, still walking like a babe in Christ, not walking in our liberty. Walk in your liberty. Walk in your power. Walk in your anointing. Walk in your authority. Nobody can keep their knee on your neck. You're a child of the most high God. Uh, see, see when, when you really start making people get their knee off your neck. Right? Sometimes things in the natural happen because things in the spiritual are going on. There's a war in the spirit. Remember, I, I'm going to sit down. Remember when, when Daniel prayed for 21 days and the angel finally got there and he said, I was trying to get here, but I was held up by the prince of Persia. So Michael had to come help me out and now I made it here. But as soon as you prayed, I was dispatched. Our ancestors have already prayed. Well, no matter what color you are, have already prayed for you to be liberated. There's a war going on in the heavens right now. That's manifesting right now. And that's why demonic spirits can kneel on your neck. 
and just look at the camera. That wasn't him. I don't even hold him responsible. It's just like when Jesus said to Peter, his boy, get ye behind me, Satan. He wasn't talking to Peter. America, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to Satan. Get ye behind me, Satan. No longer will my people walk in bondage. No longer will my people be killed and murdered by the cops without some type of consequence. See, they're going to have to be something on all levels. And this might not make the broadcast, this part right here. But you keep on playing, it's going to be a revolution. Because in the spirit, if it don't take place the way it needs to take place, it'll take place another way. But if you can have your knee on my neck and look me in my eyes the whole time for eight minutes and 46 seconds, I know that ain't you. I forgive you, but I'm coming at you, Satan. Get you behind me, Satan. You can't have my people. In fact, you can't even have the people that ain't even my people because we all people. You can't have the white people either because they're going to be set free too. The demonic spirit of racism the demonic spirit of privilege, the demonic spirit of hate shall be annihilated. I, I see that's been a struggle with me because I didn't know how to preach because I didn't know how, how could I be black and talk to my people and how could I be spiritual. But I realized right now at this moment, it's not a natural thing. That's why King didn't get up. That's why King gave speeches. I have a dream. He was speaking those things that be not as though they were. I preach to it, but I'm going to walk into this well. And I'm here to tell you, America, not you, but the Satan that got a hold on you. See, the problem with America is we don't want to admit our history. We were founded. And see, when people talk about defunding the police, they're really not saying they don't want the police. They're saying you need to start over again because the police were formed to keep slaves in their place. And when you have the foundation of a country founded, in hate and the blood of other people until you acknowledge that and start over again it ain't gonna never be right God is ripping up the foundation I don't want anybody else to have to die but certain things will happen but I'm serving America right now I ain't no big-time preacher I ain't got no major major stage but in the spirit right now I'm telling you, Satan, get you behind us. There's about to be liberty. Racism is going to come down. Systematic oppression is going to come down. Racism is going to come down. 